1: Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Concussion Talk
3: podcast. I'm Nick Mercer.
0: And I'm
3: Aaron Belfla. Before we talk to Laurie Harris and Jim Lord of USA Cheer, I want to first thank my good friend Matt Debicki who gave me the opportunity to get out of sailing yesterday for the first time this year and hopefully will not be the last, which I soon doubt will be. And, um, so anyway, he is also, Matt is also the president of Able Sail NL, which gives people with disabilities the opportunity to get out of sailing. To learn and just enjoy the the water, and so please visit abelsalenl.ca, especially if you're in Newfoundland and Labrador, especially if you're in the, in the Avalon Peninsula or in the St. John's CBS area. So if you're from here, you'll know what I'm talking about. If not, then please visit the website anyway, abelsalenl.ca. And also, before we start, to thank our sponsor, HeadCheck Health. Concussion Talk Podcast is presented by HeadCheck Health. HeadCheck Health bridges the gaps in concussion care through simple powerful technology. Join organizations like the Canadian Football League, Trek Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada who rely on HeadCheck Health to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadCheckHealth.com for more. I'm here now with the... Jim Lord and Lori Harris and uh and uh, and also uh, Aaron and Ashley, who will introduce us later on. But uh first Jim and Lori, I guess Lori, you'll first introduce yourselves. And just, you mentioned you started to mention it before I realized that I wasn't recording. So uh you can introduce yourselves and explain your relationship with chair and USA Chair.
4: Yeah, thank you. Uh thank you for having us. Uh, Lori Harris, USA Chair. Um, I'm the executive director. I've been involved in cheerleading for close to 30 years, a former cheerleader, dancer, myself um, in college, and then a college coach, and then just have worked in the cheer community, um, teaching camps, uh, helping with competitions, coach education, um, kind of every little um, aspect of cheerleading. I've somehow been involved primarily on the West Coast and then now expanding in my national role with USA Cheer.
5: Okay,
6: Right. So uh, my name is Jim Lord and I am the director of education and programs for USH cheer. And uh, I think I may have actually been involved a little bit longer than Lori. Um, I won't go into the numbers, but uh, I actually there. started, I played football, <laughs> uh, played football in, in high school in Texas. And then uh, when I got to college, some, uh, some girl tricked me to talking uh, talked me into trying out for cheerleader and, <laughs> and I went on an entirely different path. So uh, similarly, I've been able to, uh, I've been involved as a cheerleader and as a coach, uh, and as an administrator uh, at the high school and the college level, uh, and then going to work for an organization called ACA, American Association of Cheer Coaches and Administrators. So we were primarily the safety arm uh, for cheer. And then when USA Cheer uh, was was founded and developed, uh, worked very closely with them. And then we actually merged because it makes sense to have safety under the governing yeah. body. Right. So we, we merged with them uh, three years ago. <laughs> uh, three years, Yeah, pandemic changes off of our like timelines, right? Lives, right? Exactly. Uh, mer- merge with them, and so uh, I've been working uh, on that as the, the education and programs and, and providing that side for USH here.
3: Great. Well, actually, I'll ask you join me in a second to uh, ask some questions. But first, I just wanted, I know because actually sent me a bunch of videos, but I I told her about, I sent her the thing for stunt, but she also sent me videos on uh, just um, the, the parents and stuff and the and baskets, and those girls are crazy. They're bonkers. Like, anyway, uh, so it's not hard to see how flight like. and cousins are such an important part of, of what your education is is a, is going to be. So, uh, but first, um, I know you're trying to get stunt to be a, a recognized as so a as the sport. And so, could you explain what title? What just just briefly, just for like the uh, non U.S. non subway people out there. Uh, what, is, what is Title IX? Why is that?
4: What why is, why does that present? Yeah, no, it, um, that's a great question. So Title IX was uh, the law, I think in the 1970s, that was um, en- enacted to really just kind of help further um, the equity in female sports. Um, there's so many um, across college campuses where there's a lot more opportunities for male athletes and not as many for female. So it's been the, this ongoing um, kind of, Quest to be able to make sure that at you know that females and males both have equal opportunity when it comes to um, not just the sports that are offered but also their practice facilities the scholarships that are offered that their training facilities and the um, their athletic trainers and kind of everything that is is equal uh, for males and females
3: right okay thank you thanks and uh i guess i actually will ask more if more, uh, not really specific, but and better than I to ask you about your relationship with the with TJ's and when why this partnership was so important for you guys to to, to start up and or to accept. And what is what I guess we'll ask you a little bit more what it is, but when did when did you guys decide to hook up with Pia and TJ's and why and why is this so important for your support?
4: Jim, you want to.
3: Yeah, so uh,
6: we actually, um, you know, we've actually had concussion training and concussion protocols in place since around 2011 uh, for CHEER. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the protecting the head, neck, and shoulders is yeah. one of the most important things that, that we teach when it comes to safety. So concussion training and education has been very important for us. And then we, um, through different relationships that we have with other governing bodies, um, came to to connect up with with PIA and with teach AIDS and found out what they were doing. And we took a you know talked to them, looked at it and thought, what a great additional component to what we're already doing. Yeah. We love the approach that they took. We love the the, the teaching methods of being able to get all of that information in a short amount of time, right? No one wants to spend two hours in a class these days. Yeah. And they did such a great job of putting that together and doing it so that an athlete can understand it. That may yeah. be the yeah. most important thing yeah. in what she does. And so we, we looked at that and thought it's, it just complements everything else that we do so well uh, that we wanted to, to partner with them and provide that information.
3: Great. And as uh, Ashley we will turn over to Anna. Ashley, can you please just ask you've done this podcast three times before. And uh, for people who say you're crazy enough to have just heard of this podcast now. Um, so, you can just introduce yourself and just ask your questions about Does Ashley gives you to explain who you are, what you do.
1: Sure. So, my name Ashley Hiscock. It's lovely to meet you both. Um, I am a certified athletic therapist here in Canada but I also coach at our um, local university our cheer team Um, and my background was in gymnastics so I mostly focus on tumbling for those athletes and so my cheer knowledge is still not quite up to par but uh, I learn every practice you (laughs) you guys
3: won a a championship in uh, Orlando didn't you
1: we did, we won ICU Worlds, uh, the premier all-girl division in 2018. Yeah, so really exciting. It was, I didn't get to go, but it was really exciting. Um, so yeah, they're a great bunch and cheerleading is just like, um, just like my first love now. I love, I still love gymnastics, but cheerleading was like my people. So uh, it's been really great. And I just, I had a look at the TJ's program yesterday, actually, and it was just so um, accessible. Like it was so easy to find. And it was like, just clearly laid out there. And so I know Nick asked how you partnered up with them. And so that was kind of my first question, but I guess, you know, who is that geared toward the athlete? I know you said, Jim, it was easy for the athletes to understand and digest. Is that your primary population or is it for, you know, the coaches as well or parents or, you know, who is it really geared towards?
6: Yeah, that's a great question. And it's geared towards everyone is, is the, you know, the answer. Um, but what we found is, you know, we always, we, our education primarily goes to coaches because that's our touch point, right? And then the coaches are the touch point to the athletes and so what we hope and what we're promoting is it's it's for everyone but this particular course really it goes to the athlete because the athlete is the one who knows more than anyone right but who doesn't feel like they can tell somebody um, that that they're not feeling well that they may have had a concussion that they don't want to get themselves pulled out of the you know the game And, and with cheer it's even a bigger issue because there's not a second string that can fill in right so If I'm out of this, that means our whole stunt group's out or or we may not be able to compete. So to get to the athlete level so that they understand this is why that may be important to you, but it really should be lowered importance. And here's why these other things are important. So it's geared, the course itself is geared to the athlete. Our promotion of it is geared to everyone. And we we want athletes to come take it, but we want the coaches to be able to say, hey, this is such a great thing. And, and when they see it, they'll recognize all of it. And then they take that down to the athlete level. And we really want them to sit down at a practice and start off by saying, let's all talk about concussions and, and the importance of recognizing them. And I want you to understand from me as a coach, I would rather you sit out. You're not going to lose your spot. You know, I'd rather you sit out and get, get you know, all of the the, the time that you need to properly recover for you. Not just for our team, but for you first and your future and all of those things. And then also for the team, if you're not doing well and you make a mistake, it could also injure somebody else. So all of those things really go through the coach, but end up focused on the athlete. Yeah,
1: that's great. It's It's so nice to have it covered from all aspects, like from the top down, you know, starting with the coaches, but also so that the athletes have an understanding. And like you said, some athletes don't even know when they've, you know, sustained a concussion or that they might have. Uh, I watched my friend, this was years ago, who just got, you know, she was a base and, you know, it was like a... Double full cradle or something, and just you know came down on top of her and she fell down. And next, she was going to a pyramid or a basket toss. And in the routine, when you watch back, you see someone take her by the shoulder and just turn her around so that she knew where she had to be. And you know, afterwards, she's like, I had no idea, so and so just you know put me in my spot and kept going. And you know, it was it was scary to realize and look back that it was probably a much more significant injury. And this was an adult, you know, that we're talking about as well. So, um, you know, at least you have the ability to make that decision. um, Whereas a child, you know, really doesn't always have the ability to make that decision or really know what's going on. So to have all of your bases covered is, you know, incredible.
4: Yeah. And as Jim mentioned, we've been, you know, we've been partnering with organizations for, you know, close to, you know, to close to 20 years or or, or more. And with the CDC heads up concussion, we work with Mm -hmm. the chess and their concussion course for the, the high schools in, in, in the US. Um, we have our own return to, you know, return to play for cheerleading. And then this is just an additional piece. So we're always looking for any you know, resource that we can um, add and give out to our membership and to the community at large to basically just you can't be you know, educated enough when it comes to safety. And we've really taken a a bigger stance this last year and going forward of uh, focusing on athlete education um, and not just on coaches and just really making sure that and also parents. So it's just Mm a holistic look at the more people who are educated that um, is are surrounding those athletes, the better chance that they're going to get the proper, you know, um, people looking at them and, and aware of what they need. By more of them being aware of it. So as Jim mentioned, we've done so much work with coaches and and that's so needed, but we're really trying to expand it even more to parents and athletes to making sure that there's a, a lot of people who are all looking at, you know, that, that one athlete from every perspective.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I find with the young, the young kids, especially it's, you know, they're still in school sports might be their life. Cheer might be their whole life. And so they forget that someday cheer may not necessarily be as big a part of their life, um, you know, as currently is. And so they can't see beyond, you know, needing their brain or their arm or their leg or whatever, you know, past the age of 17, 18, 19, whenever they finish up cheer, whether that's in college or in high school. Um, And so, yeah, it's hard for them to see a life without you know, cheering it potentially, so they're kind of like, no, it's worth to do it in the short term because that's all they really see, and that really goes for any sport.
4: So yeah, yeah. it goes for any youth. I'm with I have Sorry. two daughters in that age, and yeah, they kind of can't really see past like next week, let alone yeah, sure <laughs> a couple of years. So I keep reminding them. Yeah.
1: I always tell people I plan on living to be a hundred. And so uh, if it's like, you know, a 12 year old child, I'm like, so you have 88 years to go. So <laughs> you need your brain or your wrist or your ankle for 88 more years. So you have to use them wisely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I guess my next question is, uh, do you have mandatory concussion training for your, co- uh, for your coaches? Or is it something that they take as like an interest piece?
4: Yeah, no, it's it's a requirement with our membership that they have um, taken some sort of of the. We have many options for them right. to take, um, and they're all great resources. So we have them all on our page, but it is mandatory that they take at least one of them. We encourage okay. all, and you know, we encourage all of them, and to um, take as much education as they can. But it is a requirement for our coach membership and our athlete membership as well. Okay,
2: that's great.
1: I have more questions, but they're oh, not important. okay, okay.
3: Go <laughs> ahead. No, good, good. No, I was gonna start asking me you know, be good.
0: Okay, sure. so hello, nice to meet you both. I work for the Newfoundland and Labrador Brain Injury Association. So concussions and all the guidelines around that are of particular interest to me. Um, I was thinking about cheerleading though when I knew that we were gonna talk to you both. And I was thinking about within the past year the Netflix documentaries that have come out about cheerleading, especially in the US. And I was thinking how that cultural shift was kind of the first time in social media that people have really been talking about cheerleading as a sport, talking about like the nuances that maybe people who don't cheer don't know. And I enjoyed in those documentaries as well. I'm not sure if either of you have seen them, but they do touch on concussions and they do kind of bring that to light. I was wondering on your opinions on it and kind of where you want to see social media to bring that value. And if, if you think there's a shift in the change of young people now.
6: Yeah, I can talk that anytime. anytime. I think I've got an echo. No, I'm the You're good now. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, awareness is is. 80% of the issue, I think, you know, more than just 50%. So making people aware that the issue is out there so that they can then address it, I think is really important. So from that aspect, any of the, the social media chatter and things that we're seeing now on um, the focus on cheerleading or the awareness of cheerleading and, and how athletic it is and, and what these athletes are doing um, is good. As long as we can then bring that back into, let's now do something, right? So it's great to find out these things for people that haven't been aware of them. But again, we've been working on these issues for for quite some time and have, have had really good results and we want to continue that. So to the extent that it helps us, you know, find other people and partner with people like Teach Aids and, and help bring that education to the coaches and to the athletes and to the parents, that's really good. So it's important for us to, to take that and move it forward, not just to, we don't want to dwell here because this isn't a solution. We want to take that take that awareness and now let's move it into action so that we can make things better.
0: So in terms of action as well, what are some of the next steps
4: that you feel will come for the sport?
6: Maury, were you gonna to touch on that one or?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think that um, we're moving and such a great, we're in such a great place of where we're moving towards. Um, rules and regulations has been a key component of keeping of, you know, uh, kind of the change in the landscape of injuries. And that's been from years past. There were were some significant rule changes. Oh gosh, probably Jim was like eight years ago or so as it came came, um, in relation to basket tosses. And we've already seen a huge shift in injuries from that. So we're constantly on top of the rules and regulations, which um, limits or kind of helps with the skills in particular so I'll say prevention is is of course the number one priority and then of course in any activity you're going to have you know uh, concussions or injuries will happen and so from there it's you know prevention and then awareness and then more importantly how can you quickly or not even quickly but recover properly so we feel like we have you know kind of all three of those areas pretty um well lined out with a ton of our partners and that's kind of our focus is just continuing with our partners in awareness, prevention, and then again, recovery. And by doing that, we're all, you know, holistically looking at the cheer community in general and always making sure that the athletes, you know, uh, best interest is always our primary
3: focus. That's great. Go ahead, Nick. I was just going to make a comment about how like you were saying, you know, we, we uh, touched on they don't look good athlete athletes tend not those because there's nothing past comparatively sport sport wise in Atlanta there's nothing past it's a LA layer university or college or even high school for any people pursuing the that's it per year it's just it's really good i'd say high school and you can maybe college university and that's it and then so they, there's so much more of their their life that's out there and uh I think I was going just to say is that the mission of the how important it is. I don't know if you guys can touch on this a bit and also touch on how important it is for, as Jim mentioned, that to if you're a base and you say you're base and you're if you're hearing your concussion may actually not only affect you, but affect other people or even not a base, any number how important teamwork is in here. That's what I was talking about the trust and the teamwork that I'm just watching those videos that actually sent me and the uh, documentaries. and uh so you can just touch if you could just touch on that and also just a good time to it ask about talk about stunt and how and that's uh, that's that's very that's obviously very important question training is very important for stunt and uh just if you could explain what that is and uh yeah touch on the last part.
6: Yeah Nick let me let me first uh, talk about you know the 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 training from teach aids, one of the things that they do in there so well is they show athletes continuing to play while concussed yeah. and how that can affect negatively affect the team. So yes. that helps that athlete again. I don't want to leave because I don't want to negatively affect the team.
3: Yeah,
6: And this helps show them, no, by leaving, you're helping yourself. But that part of you that, that just doesn't want to, you know, I don't want to hurt my team. I don't want to be the reason we lose. By staying in, you could actually hurt your team. Mm -hmm. Right. And in cheer, this is one of the things we really try to get across to our coaches is, is, you know, if you make a mistake, you know, in football, you might miss, you know, you might miss the ball or you might miss your block. And of course, somebody can get injured there. But if you make a mistake as a base or as a top in cheer, that means the stunt might come down. And so you could hurt, you could further risk someone else, one of your teammates, and you don't want to do that. So, again, the teach age program does a really good job of speaking that athlete to athlete language that helps them. Um, And, again, it's it's why we want the whole group involved, the parents and the coaches and everybody to help them understand this is cheer, just like other sports in, in high school and college. That's a tool. That's an avenue. That's a thing that we can use to help teach you work ethic and setting goals and being a good team player and you know all of those things, the positive things. But when you get done, you're not going to be cheering when you're 30 years old, you're gonna have a job. And you, what we want you to use is those things that you've learned, how to work with the team, how to speak in front of people, how to gather, especially on the cheer side, how to gather a group of people that may not be motivated to do something and say, let's figure out how to get this done. It's a great thing, but not if, if you've suffered the brain injury and not fully recovered yeah. to do that. So um, it makes it so much more difficult to then navigate. So again, it's, it's that old, well-rounded part. Um, yeah. I'll, let, I'll let Lori talk about uh, you know, Stunt and what Stunt has done. But you know, Stunt, we also, as we develop Stunt, um, we built in specific safety techniques and safety measures um, that help, again, further minimize risk. But I'll let Laurie talk a little bit about Stunt and, and what that is for people that may not know it. And yeah, before, before, you so.
3: before you do, Laurie, you just mentioned the website, where they can find the website and the stuff about Stunt. So can, people can watch the videos that i watched.
4: Yeah, Stunt is, is newer. I mean, cheerleading's been around for you know uh, many, many, many years. And Stunt was developed just in the last 10 years. And it's the, you know, sport, you know, format of cheer. So it's taking all of that crowd leading um, entertainment kind of piece out and just keeping the athletic skills of cheerleading. And we put it into a four quarter format. So it's, it's a game. And we just have done skill versus skill. And so it's two teams head to head performing the same skills that are pre choreographed for them. So there's no creativity on their part. It's all pre-done. And the routines are done from lower level of the easier routines all the way up to the you know, higher levels. And the advantage of, of that is that it's based, their scoring is based upon execution. So if they don't, if they don't execute well, they're not going to get the point against the other team. So there's no advantage to try something that you don't have perfectly. Um, so, and we do offer, we do encourage modifications. Um, so that right there is kind of a built-in safeguard. Uh, mm-hmm. there's no extra points for creativity or trying something you're not ready for. Yeah. You're automatically going to not get the point. And so it's better for them to either forfeit that round or modify the skill until they're ready. And so that is one, one great thing about stunt that really helps them, uh, develop at a at a younger age and build up their, their skills. Cause we do. We have introduced stunt at the club level this last year. So we now have eight year olds playing all the way up um, through college. And so it's great um, to be able to, and we have the skills for that particular age. Uh, So it's really helping them develop, whether they continue with stunt or they go into traditional cheerleading or competitive cheerleading, it gives them a really great foundation of um, executing some great skills as they
3: progress. Right, yes. And actually, it's actually, you can ask, the more, the, uh, just the, 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 the uh, let's say aspects, disciplines of, of stunt, four different disciplines in each quarter. No, each quarter there's, but there's, there's baskets, there's... Yeah, there quarter one, one
4: is partner stunts, apparently. and then quarter, quarter two is pyramids and tosses, and then we have a little halftime, and then our third quarter is jumps and tumbling, and then the fourth quarter... It's like more of the traditional routine that cheerleaders are known for. And you put the three quarters together to create um, their fourth quarter routine.
3: Oh,
6: yeah. Yeah, it's actually- well, Ashley, will, uh, um, Ashley will appreciate this is that, you know, it's, it's, it's designed so that I'm not even using all of the athletes in every quarter. And so that jumps and tumbling quarter, I could have kids who um, are great at jumps and tumbling, like, you know, more of the gymnastics directive kids, who may not be great at partner stunts or spotting or basing or things like They don't ever have to go on the floor for those. They can just do the jumps and tumbling. And likewise, I may have somebody who is a great back spot and every cheer coach will know exactly what I'm talking about. They're an amazing back spot, but they can't do a back tuck to, to save their life. And, and may never, and may not have the training or the background in it, well they don't have to. They don't ever have to take the floor during the jumps and tumbling quarter. So there are so many little things like that that are built in, but it's it's such a fun game to watch. I really encourage everybody to go. Um, you can see it at stunt stuntthesport.org. And you can also link to it off of our, our USA uh website. So you can actually I'll only watch
3: only to, only to yeah, you can you can I watch
6: can. a game. Um, yeah. you can see it now on YouTube, a lot of the colleges that, that are playing. Uh, are streaming it. You know, we're we're going through the process uh, as an NCAA emerging sport. Uh, high schools are picking it up at the high school level, and, and like Lori said, all the way down to the, the grassroots club level.
3: Okay. Well, Zoe so did. Uh, and Anna Anna did you have any any questions about this, the uh, the stunt aspect or the any the, the different disciplines of cheer?
1: No, I had actually never heard of Stunt uh, until a couple of days ago. So uh, Nick had, you know, kept saying about Stunt and finally I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I can't wait to look into it because it sounds
4: really cool. Yeah, yeah, we're excited. Like I said, we're on the emerging sport list now with the NCAA. Yeah. And that has been our, our our mission is to be able to, going back to Title IX, is to be able to expand that opportunity at the college level for all these athletes that have been doing some form of cheer since potentially when they were young all the way through high school but then you know it's a very small amount of positions that are open at the college level even on a traditional cheer team and so this just gives more opportunities of the skill set that they're already have experience in to potentially um, be on a, a part of a sport and part of an athletic program and even potential scholarships um, at the college level just yeah. to a little bit further um, of their career of their you know, love for, for their, for their activity to do something in college.
3: Yeah. i because you, your USA you chair is the governing body of, of chair in the US. So that's that so is, uh, and, and since a USA, USA chair itself is paired with part with, with TJs, does uh, we will have village, well, uh, some standard, I assume will have a requirement for, for the uh, TJs, the concussion course, concussion courses.
6: It does. Our, our stunt athlete memberships have that requirement. Our stunt coaches, you know, they all have that requirement to go through. Um, for the stunt coaches we offer them, they can take any of those courses, right? But for the athletes, we specifically said, you have to go through this TCH course, again, because knowing it's geared right for them, that, you know, they don't want to take anything, right? But when they get into it, they can, they get into it quickly. And it's, and it's again, over so quickly, it gives them all that great information. So that, that is a requirement
3: for us. Oh, good. Perfect. That's, that's great. And, uh, again, and, Aaron actually, did you, is anything you would like to, you know, you would like to ask about stunt or anything? Really?
0: No question. Just a remark on the fact that I love how modifications are encouraged as well. So even if you have an athlete, who's coming back to the sport, like the modifications and not pushing yourself to like go to this, standard that's perfection, because I mean, you're not going to get your point or whatever it is, the intrinsic value of wanting to do it, but saying, just keep practicing and take your own pace. And I think that's a skill that should be taught all along in any sport, but yeah, no, I love that. That's kind of built in. And then that mindset allows more healing.
3: Yeah. I I, uh, no, my I, my I, um, Let's see, is this better? Okay. You hear me fine? Okay. Um, yeah, no, I was American. the the, the similar thing about how stunt takes away the 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 uh, the more coffee, the more like you you know the cheerleading uh cheer, traditional cheerleading aspect of it. So there's like, just you take some of the and charges, people don't to do what they what they can do and not but they not take or not take chance on the stunt, they don't perfect it. And so I would say that it's just it's, it takes some of the. I don't know if seen the actual stunt stunt uh, program or any of the stunts that they do, and like perimeter baskets or tumbles or jumps. That's all that say it takes the risk out of it. it. Is a sounds a bit weird, but it does take some of the law of the risk out of the the uh, attempting it. And I think that's that's great, and that gives people the athletes confidence into into what they're doing. And that someone will will catch them, someone will be there for them, or just no, it's up for. You know, yeah, just
4: like other sports where you have like those specialty athletes and
3: yeah.
4: but they are, you know, whether it's you're the quarterback or you're the, the running back or you're the kicker, you know, or you're the point guard, like you have a role and that's kind of like what you're really good at. And I know with, you know, um, competitive cheer, which is so fun, but you kind of have to make the mat. You have to be good at everything, ideally. Yeah. And so this is, it, this is different where it's meant to be different. Um, It's meant to be you know, something that we've, we've also seen at high school, actually at the college level where there are athletes who maybe are doing as a fall sport, um, you know, cross country or doing volleyball or something. And then they actually now, but they don't, they don't want to be a traditional cheerleader in the fall during football games, but then in spring comes around and they, they now have an opportunity to join the stunt program and more in that specialty role. Um, and so that's been really fun to see some, some just giving new opportunities for multi-sport play, um, showcasing and, um, something that they might not have ever been able to be a part of or had the time or the desire for certain aspects of it. Now this kind of opens up a little bit more, a few more doors for that.
6: Right. Uh, Nick, you know, you mentioned that, that removing the risk or lowering the risk. Um, it's interesting because what stunt does is it, forces a structure of progression. And of course, progression is something that we preach over and over and over. It's, it's important in every sport, right? Um, and it's something that we you know, train our coaches on for all of cheer and stunt. But one of the interesting things we've seen is it's kind of had a bleed over effect from cheer coaches who have watched stunt athletes get better because they focus so much on the fundamentals. They have to be able to do routine level one and routine level two and routine level three. So they're focusing on perfecting these skills. And we've seen a bleed over into cheer coaches realizing, wow, that team got so much better. Oh, they were also playing stunt or, oh, those athletes that came from stunt over to my cheer team look really good. And so it helps reinforce the things that we teach with stay at that level until they've shown proficiency and then move up. And what you'll find is. They are so much better when you do all of the progressions and the lead-up skills you're supposed to. So it's had a good crossover effect. And and that's, you know, Aaron asked, like, what do we expect to see in the future? That's one of the things is as we keep making these little, you know, a little bit of headway here, a little bit of headway there, it all starts to add up and people start realizing, um, you know, what needs to be done. And you start to see those effects get better and better and better.
3: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, I feel hopefully you touched on, Laurie and Jim will touch on everything you do up to in this podcast. And uh, if not, please speak now. And otherwise, uh, just uh, talk tell people where they can find out more about USA, USH here and, and your partnership with TJ's and stunt also. The 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 one
6: thing I would add um is thank you so much for having us because as I said earlier, the awareness is such an important part of this. Yeah. And blogs like yours, I mean, you, you reach more than the, the athletes, you reach the general public, and especially the parents. So the one thing I would add is, if you're a parent of a cheerleader, or a parent of a stunt athlete, you should be asking the questions, what is our program doing? What are our protocols? What do we have in place from a training standpoint? Hey, hey uh, my child, did you do any concussion training yet? You know, so they're such an important part of, of making sure these things are getting done, and then reinforcing that. From the parent side, whether if they see something like, you know, my kid's acting a little different today at dinner or I turn the lights on and they're like, "ow, that hurts. You know, the symptoms that you learn through the training, that they can be those eyes and ears and and help protect their kids and help, again, provide a a great environment where kids can play and continue to play uh, and have fun doing so. So you can find the resources are available on uh, USHyear.org. And then under that, under our safety and education tab, you'll find a link. We have a lot of training stuff, but under that tab, you'll find a link for our concussion resources. You can also easily just get there by t- doing slash concussion and that'll get you right to the spot. It has all of our teach aids, our return to play protocol, our links to the CDC partners, and links to the NFHS and all of that information. Great. Um, oh, and as uh,
3: always, so I just have to wait to see if I. But I guess the gyms at all. But uh, so, Laura, are you? Are you near near and Stanford? Or are you? You're not saying say Stanford. you you us a year separate? I shouldn't even remark that. But uh, I'll t- take that. out, But uh, um, yeah, Sorry. Are you? Are you? Are you near where Pia's? Where Pia's uh, teachers the kitchen?
4: Yeah, not too far. A couple hours away. I actually grew up in the Bay Area, um, near Stanford, and so definitely. Um, that was really nice to to see um, such a high, credible organization doing yeah. work and, and offering it out to all of the, you know, all these organizations. Um, it's just great because there's, you know, you want to make sure that we are constantly partnering with experts in their field. Yeah. And, you know, we can only, we're experts in cheer. And we, so then we really seek out, um, that's what we've done a lot of work the past few years in particular is you know, really creating great partnerships and relationships with other organizations that let them really focus what they're great at and then how we can integrate that and share that within the cheer community, whether it's sports and nutrition, whether it's strength training, um, we have a great partnership with True Sport as well as USA Weightlifting. And these are all key components that cheerleaders integrate into their, their normal schedules and daily lives. So we really love that this, you know, able to find organizations that, are great at what they do, and we can infuse into what we're doing.
3: Great. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, Ann and Ashley and Jan and Lori. And uh, again, so it's org and stuntthesport.org. And uh, check those out and check out USA, USA here on, I guess, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And where's your, well, sorry, uh, I'm, I'm assuming YouTube. But, uh, you can talk uh, yeah per,
4: yeah we're predominantly on usa yeah. Cheer um at on instagram twitter and facebook
3: okay okay well then it's so instagram, facebook and, yeah, and twitter and uh yeah So uh, thank you so much for uh, for being part of this podcast and uh again uh, i hope everyone checked out just this stunt and uh, any other cheer documentaries or videos that they see just the athletes are just incredible. So, uh, thank you all so much.
4: Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks.
3: Thank you. Thanks. Music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. www.bensound.com.
1: Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.